0: So, today is,
1: t- today is fun and games with Arsha and Catherine in terms of technology, but we finally got it all working. We learned
0: <laughs> some things about Zoom that we didn't know. Um, we think Mercury must be in retrograde in terms of our technology. <laughs>
1: But we're back with another episode about nepotism, Star Kids. And I'm going to be quite honest from the beginning. today is a day when I feel really, really out of my depths. Like the last couple of episodes, I was really familiar with the Star Kids we were talking about. I'd seen loads of their movies, but today is a little bit different. So let's talk about who we're going to who are the star Kids we're going to talk about today.
0: Yeah, um, so today we are going to talk about um, some of the people that don't necessarily have very strong roots in Malayalam cinema yet. Other than Pram, who is like still a big question mark, these people definitely have careers. But they are, And they are scions of Malayalam film families, but they are not necessarily tied to the Malayalam industry as much as you know. Or, or any of those people. So we're talking about Kirti Suresh, Kalyani Priyadarshan, and Kal and, and all of them kind of have their feet in Tamil, and Malayalam, and Telugu.
1: Yeah, and I think until we hit this episode, I had only seen Kalyani Priyadarshan and that was thanks to the last film with with Dulkir. and i had i mean i knew i knew more about her than i think about the other two i definitely knew nothing about kirti suresh absolutely nothing and i think for me i was i went wait she's a malayali <laughs> yeah and i think and i think because you already mentioned that these three have you know careers bigger careers in particularly the Tamil industry for Kalyani and Kalidas and in the Telugu industry for Kirti that, um, and and it's not that I don't watch films from those industries. It's just, I don't have time to watch a lot. So I, I don't hit all of them. Um, so this has been kind of the opportunity for me to, particularly for Kalidas Jairam. I was always, okay, I'll, I'll get to his films. Maybe I should see them. I'll get to his films. And this was the opportunity to start. So for those of us who don't know, Kirti Suresh again was was the one that I didn't really I knew the least amount about, and when I was looking her up, her mother her mother was an actress, but I don't I don't even know if I've seen her in anything. And her father was a producer. When I went looking, I discovered that he produced Priyadarshan's debut film, so there is a connection there, but that's about as much as I know about them. <laughs>
0: You know, her mom, Manika, like, she's done a lot of pretty popular 80s movies, especially with Mamodi. So I, you know, like, I'm very much a typical Mariali who sees her face. And, you know, I have, like, warm feelings. <laughs> like, because is just, just like face. It's so much like her mom's. Yeah. So her mom, Nelika, did a lot of movies with Mamuti in the 80s. And um, she's a very familiar face. Um, if you grew up watching like Malayalam Cable movies of the 2000s, uh, because, you know, she, she some of her movies were always on. And that's probably the, how I know her best. And, you know, you see, they always show up as, like, a family on, like, a lot of these um, talk shows and stuff like that. I also, I didn't always know that she was a Malayali. Her mom is actually from a Tamil family, but like, she is a very fluent Malayalam speaker, and she is from, like, the border area of Kerala and Tamil So So, um, yeah, they they very much, and because her father is a Malayali, I'm sure she identifies as a Malayali. And she, you know, I think the... First time I saw her, maybe was like in the promos for Ringmaster, and that kind of <laughs> that kind of gives a, you know puts a bad taste in your mouth. And the funny thing is, and you know we we talk about this actor and his um, very young co-stars a lot, but he actually played his daughter, and then like she kind of pretty close to a debut in Madalum as his. Uh, love interest so hashtag problematic
1: yeah and i when i was watching films i deliberately did not watch ringmaster um hashtag problematic (laughs) but i did watch gitanjali which i hadn't because i had heard it was so terrible i've
0: definitely seen it too because, just because, you know, people are like, you know, second sequel, sequels to of the time. And, um, yeah, it was trash. But that's more my less thoughts than hers.
1: No, and that's true. And, and I actually, that film made me want to see more of her. Because I think most of my problems were that with that film was it tried to hit all the same beats as the original and they didn't work. And I did not need to see Mohanlal as Dr. Sunny again. And the original is so cult classic, classic, classic for for many good reasons. And
0: it holds up on view. It holds up on re- rewatching. You know, anytime it's still on TV, I'm. I just stop and like. I watched it because it's yeah, it's a it's a it is a classic as you
1: said. Well and I think the original had really good balance between the comedic moments and the and the kind of horror ish supernatural moments. And this this film it was actually really jarring when you'd have a, a I can usually rely on somebody like Innocent to come in and be good despite the material. And I was like, why is he here? So like that, that's the kind of vibe. I actually thought, though, that she held her own in the finale of that film opposite Mohanlal. And like everybody was like, oh, it's a double role. It's not really a double role. There are, there are little moments. It's, it's about twin sisters, one of whom dies and comes back to haunt the other sister. And most of the haunting stuff is just sort of, you know, special effects stuff things where it really isn't you know and the, and the moment she switches to being the sister she puts glasses on because the sister wore glasses so it's not really a double role again that's not her fault but yeah so it did make me think okay maybe I wouldn't mind watching something else with her and then I went to Torari in Tamil opposite Denouche. now I mean here's the thing first film she's she's got Mohanlal and directed by Priya Darshan second film she's opposite Dinoosh and it's a terrible film. It's a terrible, terrible film and i and I kept a lot of the films for for the three we're watching today. a lot of them I just skimmed because I would start. And I couldn't connect with anything, but I kept going with this because I I kept thinking, surely it can't get much worse. And it did. Again, not her fault. The film is terrible because they tried. They were very ambitious. Let's let's give them benefit of the doubt there. They were very ambitious in what they were trying to do, but it, it, it meant that they were using, you know, computer graphics that really were subpar not her fault she plays the um, makeup artist of an actress who's traveling on this train and she's very much not a traditional heroine and i think that comes into play when when you get when you get to mahanati that comes more into play because one of the things that is said about the characters she's playing uh, savitra is that Savitra gets hired as an actress on some level because they want kind of a girl-next-door image. And I think for Kirti Suresh, that's how I'm thinking of her. She's very much girl-next-door.
0: I didn't take her seriously as an actress until Mahanadi you know, she didn't really, like, click on my radar, and I think she didn't click on most people's radar until that movie, because she had a very typical career as, like, a debutante in Malayalam who doesn't, like, doesn't have, like, roles that give her a lot to do, and, but, like, she's on screen, and then, like, Tamora and Telangu come calling for her, and so that, you know, and then, you know, those are the bigger paychecks, those are with the bigger heroes, those are typically more, like, Song and dance type roles. Um, she she managed to do a little bit different than that, just because the industry is a little bit different than say when Nandita was like making movies. But um, yeah, now like she she you know with Mahanadi she really like made herself um, a presence in the southern film industry and someone that I, I whose career I'm excited to see going forward. You know someone who's just not there because because her parents forced her into the industry or and I don't think that's the case with a lot of like actresses anymore, is that they're not they're kind of not as much there to support their families. We you know, that's one one of the wonderful things about like like an emergent, like this big emergent middle class in India, you don't see see as many girls who are desperate for roles, uh, to coming into the industries, um, which, you know, I mean, like we see one in Mahanadi, uh, that kind of scenario. And I think it made a difference that this was a, her face is classic but it's also like a like a throwback to the past you know in terms of who her mother was and like this long legacy of like actresses who who like dominate the uh, southern industries um and i i can see her kind of putting her flag down as that as like maybe that's the kind of a career that she aspires to
1: yeah and i have to admit Monati stands out in on her filmography and, and, I, and I was a little torn because I knew that originally Nitya Menon was approached for the role and turned it down. And I think she would have been brilliant. And it's not fair to compare because they didn't, you know, end up doing the same role. But I do think um, I saw an interview with Savitra's daughter who said she was kind of wear, wary of them doing a biopic of her mother, but she felt... That Kirti actually managed, particularly to get a lot of her mother's mannerisms down. And I think you do see that there's this segment where they're doing the filming of Maya Bazaar. And it's like she's channeling Savatri in that film. And, and not mimicking her. It's like she is her in in those scenes. So those are the moments that are really, really quite good. And, and like the she's very cute in in the beginning when she starts and she's completely starstruck as a new actress, which which you know doesn't work to her benefit in the end. But I really loved that film. I was talking with someone about it the other day and, and, and you know, the whole, you have, you know, Dulkur come in as uh, Gemini Ganeshan and how he actually makes him seem very charming and because, you know, hashtag problematic, another problematic character. And yet they're, they're so compelling together on screen, yet you kind of maybe understand why they had the relationship that they did.
0: Right, and I mean, this episode isn't about Dulker, but like that movie, like, made me see him through her eyes and that was probably like the most effective thing because i mean (laughs) i haven't seen any jenny ganesha movies um i've probably seen like some of his the songs and stuff and like you know as a like a person living today i'm like what is this (laughs) (laughs) i don't see the appeal but but like yeah because like the actor was embodied by Doker, you know (laughs)
1: Think, yeah. <laughs> well, and and they they chose wisely to to make a very problematic character charismatic and well even I mean his daughter Rekha who you know is a huge Bollywood actress and who had a very estranged relationship with him to the point where she you know she said that at at some point that she never she never actually saw her father she commented about how on screen people found him very charming and he was you know a romantic hero despite all of the. Uh, the, the stuff behind the scenes that Mahanati actually you know shows us some of, some of that
0: yeah and i think the one of the reasons that movie works in in so many ways is because in in a way that i think a lot of um Movies that are, or TV shows that show like the emergence of a famous actress I, I think more than most actresses of that period it shows her agency and for me that, that's always uh, when you have a, f- uh, a female centric film it doesn't matter to me if you make a woman the central character if she doesn't have agency and I feel like uh, that was for a long time in the Indian cinema. Uh, even when we made films with women as a central character, they didn't have agency. And, I, and um, I really do do appreciate films that are allowing the female
1: characters to push forward their own stories. And the film really, I mean, I have seen some of Savitri's work, but this film really made me want to go and see more. And again, I mean, I've seen some of Gemini Ganesh's work, but this film didn't really make me feel <laughs> compelled to watch any more than I had. But if I watch the two of them on screen, it will be for Savitri, it won't be for him. So, you know, I think the film was really successful from for my perspective in, in presenting that.
0: Um, One of the other highlights of her career that I wanted to talk about that's a little bit different than what she was doing are the two two, uh, streaming releases that she had in 2020, Penguin and Miss India. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't seen either. But um, I will note that they both offer a lot more, like, a lot more scope for her as an actress than than what she has done in the past, except for maybe Mahanadi. Um, so I I mean we we can we've talked a lot about COVID nineteen releases and streaming and things like that. And for for these young young um, performers coming up, I'm really grateful for what streaming has to offer them because they don't they don't need to bring in these big masses of people um, into the theaters to be a success. They, they don't need uh, fan clubs to do their promotions, you know, uh, streaming services kind of um, allows for their their smaller audience to appreciate the work, even if you are not the biggest, massiest star.
1: Yeah, and I've seen I've seen Miss India. I haven't seen Penguin. I think I don't I don't love it as a film, but I do like her character. She she plays a, a young woman who, it, it's quite funny. Um, one of the one of the reviews I saw wrote that uh, coffee is not her cup of tea, which. Which is, I find it amusing because I often say that too with, with, with you know, the hardcore coffee drinkers in my circle. I mean, it's, it's very melodramatic in the way it's set up. First, her father is diagnosed suddenly with Alzheimer's and there's a whole lot of misinformation about the Alzheimer's diagnosis, like he got it from being too stressed out from working hard. And I was like, oh, dear. But, you know, it's a plot device. So there's the first thing. And then and the family knows they are going to have to find another way to support the family. And then her sister gets married without telling any of the family. So she's disowned and the sister disappears. The, her brother apparently invents some neat thing that some business in the US wants. So immediately after graduation, he's hired to go to the US and the whole family is going to go with him. I'm like, okay, I don't know about the US, but I know in Canada, it's not that easy, particularly when you have, you know, a patient that needs care. Anyway, so there we go. But her father, her grandfather, who she very, very, very much admires, who I believe is an Ayurvedic, practitioner of some sort, he suddenly dies before they can all go to America. So the other, the other thing that goes on here is when they're, when they're small children, her father goes around the, the dinner table and asks them about their, their marks. Cause the marks have just come out and she's like the, gets the best marks of all the the three siblings and she's the youngest but her father says it's no use getting the top marks unless you have a goal in life so then she comes up with a goal in life and she's this little girl saying i'm going to get my mba and i'm going to start a business to which everyone responds girls don't do that girls go to school and then they get married. And I watched this the same week that I watched a film called uh, Women of My Billion out of the London Indian Film Festival, which is all about how to empower women in India. And, and everyone has this message that if you're a girl, you will be educated only so far as to the point that a good marriage is made for you. So that really kind of hit home for me. And then the rest of the film is how she goes and gets her MBA and, and starts her business and proves everyone wrong. So, you know, the ideas in the film are kind of neat, even if the package, again, it's not her. It's the package around her. But you're right. I mean, in terms of access to her, this is getting it on Netflix was probably the best option for this film because I think it wouldn't have done as well in a box office. And I mean, with a female lead, doesn't matter who. Um, <laughs> it's hard it's hard to get people to, to come see films in a in a cinema. It makes me think of
0: the film Godavari, the Shaker Kamala film, and that is one of my favorite Dango films. But obviously and he's and still are making movies, but I, I you know those movies are not I mean at least the Shaker Kamala like Anna and then godavari those earlier films, they're not they didn't like rake in the movies. Um, and um, I you know, I'm, I'm glad that these smaller films or um, smaller female-centric films are getting streamer releases so at least they can like get to a bigger audience. I do think it makes a difference in terms of the culture of the film industry to, uh, to be uh, able to have these films um, available to a wider audience because it allows industry to not just be defined by not just be defined by their male stars but also by their female stars and i, I you know now in my head kezh sirish is more of a tamil and telugu actress than she is a malayalam actress and that's perfectly fine and she's holding her own in those industries and you know kudos to her for that i always i always think it's so funny that tamil and telugu films have so few tamil and telugu actresses and it's always like Malayali, uh, Bangalore-based models or um, Bombay-based models. That I, there's something very strange about that to me, that female stars in those industries rarely come from their, those cultures itself.
1: Mm. But they're all, I mean, at the same time, all, there has been, well, I guess it's it's the same thing you're saying, that you have actresses who cycle through the various Southern industries, not necessarily making a name for them in it, themselves in any one of them so this is you know she's clearly making a spot for herself in telugu cinema
0: yeah i'm, I'm interested to see what she does next it, it is really hard to say uh other than like what her career is going to look like she has these really cute pictures of her dogs on Onam that i <laughs> i like really did so they're dressed in munda shirt. And like, one of them is, is uh, uh, a Shih Tzu, like my dog. So <laughs> I really wanted to see, to see where she got those
1: outfits. That, those are my comments about Kirithi Search. You have a bonding with her over the dog. No, and, and I agree with you. I would I would like to see better films built around her because when you see, you know, something like Mahanati, which, which was that film, you can see that she really does shine. So I think that's, yeah, I think that's a good way to, to sum her up.
0: Yeah, and it, 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 I mean, just as a Malayali, it's cool that she has these connections to like former, um, I mean, a big producer in Malayalam, but also a former, uh, like an 80s actress. And it's a very lovely, familiar face.
1: So I'm going to suggest we go to Kalidas Jairam next okay. and save save Kalyani for um, for the end, because I think we both will have more to say about her. Um, but I, I mean, I remember, I mean, this is the advantage now of, of being around for the last few years is I do remember when there was a lot of buzz about him launching. And I think one of the reasons I never got to his films was because he launched in Tamil and when he was launching those films were much less accessible and that's I mean I think I saw the Cadbury chocolate ad he did before I saw anything else and then it was just okay now the things are coming on streaming and maybe I'll get to it because I I never see a lot of buzz around him.
0: There was a lot of buzz around him in 2016 when that the song from Pumirim came out but because the movie took a long time to release after the song came out, the movie just kind of like petered out.
1: And we should probably talk a little bit about his parents. Yes, which 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 I you know I knew more about them than I did about Kirti's parents.
0: Yes. He is the son of uh, Jaram, the Malayalam actor. He is also from a Tamil family, but again, a Tamil family long settled in Kerala, and his mother is Parvati. Parvati is a great Malayalam actress of the late 80s and most of the 90s, and she is also related to Shobra. i heard somebody asking J. R. in an interview, "What is your wife's favorite uh, heroine opposite you?" Um, and he says, "Well, Shobna is her cousin, so so she thinks that we we make the best pair." And I, I you know what?
1: Actually, that's true for me, Shobana and Jerram are like an amazing pair on screen for me. Yeah, but Shobana is amazing with everybody. I mean that is true. <laughs> I admit I blow a little hot and cold on Jerem Like sometimes I see him in a film and I'm like, oh, wow, I like this. And then sometimes I see him in a film and it's like, oh, dear, this is like tired. And I think for a long time, I didn't get to see him at some of his best again, because with, with some of the older films, like I really didn't have access. So I, I don't I wouldn't say he's sort of like in my top tier of faves, but there are moments when I like him and there are moments when, it's, I, and I think some of it may be cultural. I think some of it's more the comedies that I just don't connect with.
0: Jaron Ger, came from a mimicry background from the Kalabhan School of Mimicry, I believe. And he uh, he performed with them for a really long time. So his real talent is like doing impersonations. And so one of the ways in which uh, Kalabhan was like, shown to people for the first time was at a Film Fair Out ceremony where he uh, was doing mimicry of Gandh and Rejnikand or Kamal Hassan and, and so, you know, again, the, 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 there's very specific kind of like la- a launching that happens with, with the boys, uh, where they're like building on their dad's legacy. That doesn't, you know, we don't see that happening with Giruti or uh, Kalyani, we, you know, and, and there, there's such, there's so much more callback to their dad's careers. And, and that's definitely,
1: in my opinion, been a bit of an impediment for Kalidas. I would, you know what? I would agree with that. And I think that one of the ways I was thinking about that was his debut film was in Tamil. And it's a very massy, boilerplate Tamil film. So already it wasn't going to be kind of my thing. And I think the best part about the film is is Kamal Hassan who I, I I hope I'm not misremembering, but I thought I read something about the time that they were doing this, that Kamal Hassan did the cameo. As a favour to Jairam. Mm. And it seriously is the best thing. I mean, he he does, he's got like, what, 10 minutes to set the the plot of the second half in. It's about a father and a son. The father is always trying to do everything for his son and look after his son and, and be a mother and a father to his son because the mother is dead. And the son is kind of a, you know, layabout who doesn't do much and that, but also bristles at his father's attention and the the plot twist is Kamal Hassan is some kind of swami who switches their personalities so they go one they go into the other and they have to they have to live in the body of the other and they get to understand what each of them is about, which is like sort of, you know, already a tired idea. Although if it had been a really good film, I think I would have appreciated more. But it was like I I sat there and we hit Kamahasan and the man comes on screen and what he does is so effortless and effortless in a good way. Like just like, wah, the star power and and the acting ability behind it to come in and do this and, and, and lift the film for 10 minutes. But I also, if I had, had watched that film and left it there. Again, as I said, like one of the good things about about doing this episode is it kind of forced me not to stop there. If I had stopped, if I had just watched that film, I would have went. I'm not sure this kid has anything going for him. Like with Kirti, part of it is the material. I didn't like the songs, I didn't like the choreography, and I didn't think he was really up to them either. So I think it, it's, you know, it's really good to remember that sometimes we complain about star kids getting chances and chances and chances to prove themselves. But I think some sometimes they do live up to it, even if the first, you know, they, they, they do make the most of those additional chances. And I think he's one that does. Yes.
0: Okay. So this is the thing I can always say about Calidas, um, is that he's sweet and he's earnest and he tries And that that is like my person, like that is my perception of him, um, his public persona. Part of it is it seems like Jaron hasn't had much of a career um, with new generation cinema. He's he's definitely uh, not held up in this. You know, Mukesh, who I think would be his closest equivalent in the Malayalam film industry, he has made a good effort to be be in roles in new generation movies and he's he seems pretty happy and he's uh in those roles and he you know he's been pretty effective in things like like and and um uh, mommy and me I think that was the one with um, Urushi. Yes. Yeah, so he, he's been okay in those roles, and, and, and I think he still has very much has a career. But Garam does not seem to want to play dads to the new generation yet, and that is making him, that is putting him in a really awkward situation because now he's he's stepped back from acting in a lot of films, but he's actively managing his son's career and, and kind of putting him um, in the center state. <laughs> uh, one of the things stories I heard about from when, like around the time Pumanim was about to release was one of the older directors, like I'm gonna say V.K. Prakash, but I'm not sure, called to offer Kalgas a role. And Derham, Talked to him or didn't talk to him? I'm not sure. But Garam declined it with the comment that he doesn't want to work with old-fashioned directors. Is what he said. (laughs) So, 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 the hand is very heavy on his kid's career, and it would be nice if he let him loose a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then that brings us to his Malayalam debut, which you mentioned already, Pumaram. And I went, I did, I actually knew nothing. About, again, it wasn't really very much available until later. And then I realized it was, um, Abir-shine? Am I saying his name correctly? Uh, 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 I pronounce it as abir Oh, okay. But he did Action Hero Bijou. In 1983. In and 1983. And again, and, but here is kind of a new gen guy who is doing something different. And, and even though... It's a lead role for Kalidas. It's not a lead role, because the point of that film... Is ensemble. Yeah. And the real main character of that film is, is the Mahatma University Youth Festival. Yeah, it's NG College. Yeah, so, I mean, essentially we see all of these teams, but two teams. The uh, the Maharaja team head, uh, headed up by Kalidas and the St. Teresa's team. And it's, it's essentially all of these teams going through the performances I actually really liked this film because for me the college festivals the youth festivals appear in small moments in other films but this is the first time you sort I, I got the chance to kind of watch from beginning to end and I don't think we have anything like this in the west we have school plays and we have but I don't like but we don't really have these kind of big competitions for trophies amongst schools in all of these categories of the arts. And I really loved the film for giving me the sense of that and and, an ability to understand that a little better.
0: Yeah, and that's probably one of the, I mean, one of the most unique facets of the Kerala education system is is the youth festival that are um, done in secondary schools and in, at the college level. Back to Pumanam, I remember when that song came out. Nyanum, nyanum, nyanum. And I, I, I remember uh, I was in India at that time and my uncle who is a college professor said that that's a, that's a song that's known in Maharaja's college and that's a song they sing all the time that's like one of you know, their songs, and it's really identified with the school, and so w- when that song came out, it was a big hit, partly because all this alumni and, and, like, the culture around that school were able to really be like, oh my god, we can see something of ourselves and our youth festival culture, as well as our college culture reflected on screen, and, and that's why the song was such a big hit, um, and it's sad that it took so long for the film to release that it couldn't write the wave of the song itself. So he didn't get that hit debut that he could have
1: gotten. I'm also glad to this film for introducing me to Nita Pillai, who plays Irene, the, the organizer for the St. Teresa's College. And I went and looked her up and I realized that she's in another shine film, The Kung Fu Master, which again, ha- finally ended up on streaming, but I kept hearing buzz and kept hearing buzz and it never really got out there. And I think I, I really like what he's trying to do as a director. And I think, I mean, there's another example of I think that's where streaming really would benefit him as a director as well. Because I think his ideas are really interesting, but I think they're a little outside of kind of nor- what you'd think of a film for a normal theatrical release. He's trying to explore some something a bit different. Yep. It's,
0: it's kind of interesting the kind of movies he has made. He's made a very wide range of movies. I hated action hero Bijou. <laughs> it was full of uh, police brutality and some extreme throwback values that didn't that seem really out of place um, in a movie that came out in like the late 20 teens. But, but 1983 was an absolute delight. And He's then like he went on to make some, you know, after he went on to make two different he made a movie with a debutante who, uh, uh, albeit one whose father is very famous, father and mother are very famous. And now he's, you know, the Kung Fu Master movie, he's making it with like. Practically unknown, so um, he's he's he seems to be experimenting, which good for him. I I think he got a little too stuck on Nivin Pauly's stardom in Action Hero Bijju, and that movie was entirely to serve
1: Nivin Pauly's stardom. Yeah. So it's good to venture out of
0: a fixed image.
1: Well, and one of the one of the complaints I did hear about Poomaram, and I can see the validity in this complaint, is that even though Saint Teresa's C- College, in the end they've won this trophy for like five years and there's a moment in the film where it looks like they may not win the trophy for, for this year again, but they do win it in the end. But then it's overshadowed by a moment where, I mean, they they get their trophy. There's been, there's been a, an incident on the campus and Kalidas's character gets the group together to, to put some, it's supposed to be some like kumbaya moment and that was the only thing I kind of went, well, what are they doing? Why are they doing this? That was, that was a bit confusing for me what, what they got up to. You hit this moment where they're awarding the trophy and St. Teresa's is excited and suddenly everybody's running out of the auditorium and they don't even get a moment to enjoy their win. And then we are, you know, having this nice kumbaya moment and, and it, and the focus is completely taken away from them and, and, It felt like it did gut that moment of the film for me, so it's like, great, you let your women win again, and then you, then you let the guy who lost have his glory moment.
0: You know, my mom. You know, my mom went to San Francisco. I should ask her what she (laughs) thought.
1: It's like, okay, I know, but really like i felt so terrible for these young women when they they hand over the trophy and then suddenly everybody's disappearing out of the auditorium because they're drawn away by with this display that Kalidas and his guys have set up and i'm like great the men the men don't come through and win but they still win in the end they get all the attention they so yeah um yeah that was a little bit of a problem even though you know much of the film i really i really liked you know, it, it was like I was a fly on the wall watching this festival. And I really loved it right up until the end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but again, not
0: Kaladas' fault. And I actually want to shout out his his first movie, or the first movie I saw it, which was Kochugachisandosh, you Where he... <laughs> played a small child who was used by his father to manipulate his mother but (laughs) it also has some retrograde values but you know he got a he got a child performer award for that and he was you know everybody considered him very adorable and and a great actor you know as a child actor at that time so he he was somebody just like Kirti Suresh, who started off as a child child actor and you know in in projects that their parents were involved in and have made debuts later on, so these people are they they were always going to be in
1: movies. Well, and that's one I actually wish I could see. It's I couldn't find it with subtitles, and I can only hope that maybe he has because you know I couldn't see Pranav's child. Star film for a long time and then all of a sudden it turned up, I think, on Hot Star with subtitles. So maybe I can hold out hope that this will turn up eventually too, because I, w- I would very much like to see what he did as a as a child actor. Yeah, I he-
0: much heavy lifting for him in the movie he, I mean, he was playing a child too but i think it was, it you know because of who you, there's always this um delight when you see somebody as a child actor and then you know, they're all grown up and both kirti and he really tap into that feeling for the Malayali audience i think
1: yeah, I mean, I have for my Korean dramas, I have a whole set of younger version of actors and I and I love them and I follow them up until they they be, they become, you know, the debuts and they, they become not child actors anymore. So it's the same here. I would really love to see. I would really love to see that film. So come on, Hot Star, get on it with the subtitles. <laughs> I mean, they put Fahad Fossil's debut film out. Finally, come on, sure, surely we can have this. Yeah, so my, my thoughts on Dust
0: end with maybe his dad doesn't need such a heavy hand on his career. But I think he's he's making pretty um, solid moves on his own. And I, I really do look forward to seeing him. Even though I am really against... I, I keep saying, because we this topic is power structures and nepotism, I really am against nepotism. But both him and Kirti, I feel like I want to... I want to give more chances to, it, just because I I I have like good feelings about.
1: it. Well, I think one of the th- one of the things that we were grasping with with this topic, um, and I think I've mentioned it a couple times, is um, particularly in the Malayalam industry, most of the most of the star kids are making the most of their chances. If they've got talent, they're working to do it. There are exceptions. I mean, we have a huge, you know, you've mentioned the question mark about Pranav and and the whole. I mean, with Pranav, we don't even know if he wants to be there. You know, but somebody like Fahad Fazl, who had this terrible, terrible debut and then walked away from films and came back in more. I mean, that's how I felt a little bit about about um, Pumaram as well, that I had seen Kalidas in these leading films and I really didn't like him. And then here he was in Pumaram, where he's not really the main character in the film. And it, I thought, OK, I like this. I I think I want to see more. I did watch the two. I, I I did not watch the all of the films and the anthologies, but the two um, sections of the Tamil anthologies he was in. And I mean the 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 second one he's in with his father, sort sort of with his father, not not interacting with his father. Um, his father and Urvashi as older um older adults who obviously have some kind of relationship. And the film is so clever in how it uses Kalidas and Kalyani Pirdarshan to play sort of the, the younger perception they have of themselves. Like the film is so clever. And that was the first moment that for Kalidas, I kind of felt there's something freer about his performance. There's something more natural about his performance.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I I definitely agree. I feel I felt like that was a step above what he had done in terms of past of his career in terms of ease and, and natural magnetism on screen. Absolutely. I agree. And I don't know if it was just the director, her, her particular
1: touch with him, but um, I hope she does a full feature with him. Yeah, that would be, that would be nice. I mean, I guess my question is where, where does his career really lie?
0: In whether it's in Tamil or whether it's in Mayala. I just don't see him at the moment being able to become a lead solo lead on him, in Malayalam, um, I think Malayalam is just too flush with talent. Who have more natural ability and and connection with the audience than he does. But if he keeps appearing in things like Bloomer and where he's part of a bigger ensemble, I think he he can build up that affection from the audience. In terms of Tamil cinema, I think he can keep making like. You know the massier kind of films. I think one of them will click for sure. I I I think he 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 tries, and I think that's often what's missing in some people. Some people,
1: some people, some people will stop naming. <laughs> <laughs> Perponov. I actually I actually feel sorry for Perponov. I really do, because <laughs> um, I think I think you know we've said he maybe doesn't want to be there so. But yeah, I I actually would really like to see more from Kalidas. I really would, and I think the Tamil industry isn't as isn't as good with kind of the alternative art house kind of films. But they do make them. They're there, and I and I think from what I've seen of him in those kinds of films, um, you know that I would seek those out for for him absolutely. I feel like
0: he's inevitably going to be in a money reckoning film. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He just has the profile of
0: somebody who's going to be in a major film
1: at some point. I yeah, and you know, as I said, the first film—if that's all I watched—I probably would have walked away. But I forced myself to, to make an effort to to try out a few more, and I really—it was worth it. It really was worth it. So that brings us to Kalyani Priyadarshan. who
0: I think we're the most excited about. <laughs>
1: I think I, that, you know, that's true. And I had only ever seen her in, um, where is she in my list here? I actually made the fewest notes about her, which is quite interesting because I think I like her, her absolutely the most. You saw her in Barani but- mm-hmm. in- Abshalende? Is that what you did? Yes. In- yeah. And I, I mean, I adored her, adored the film. I And with that film, I went, I will watch anything this woman is in. And, you know, went back through her filmography and... Didn't love some of the films, but always thought she she really shone. So we should I mean we should talk about her parents because I think those are they're probably the most well known parents throughout the country
0: actually. Um, her dad is the director of Darshan. I mean he's obviously a Malayali and Malayalam director, but he is. You know, made movies in Hindi, big hit movies, and um, in in Tamil. So, and his mo- and her mother is Lissy, um, who was a Malayalam actress of the eighties. Once again, actually, she 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 doesn't look much like her mother, which uh, um which is surprising, but um she has her own very unique face, and I think I was ready to get all up in arms when she was about to make her debut, like, oh my god, another star kid <laughs> another nepotism kid. But then you you, she like completely won me over with her performances. And I don't know why they're so strong to start off with. I mean she's a little bit older than your typical star kid who debuts. Um I think she's thirty. But she 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 has worked behind the scenes for a really long time. and maybe that is the Oh, crux of why she has that strength on screen.
1: But she really has, um, she's got great screen presence. She's got charisma. I mean, I think in in some ways, you know, she reminds me a little of Shobana in that I think she would have connection with anyone she's put opposite with on screen.
0: Right, I, 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 I get where that is coming from. And so far it's been my experience watching her on screen. <laughs>
1: Like even I couldn't I couldn't find her um, debut film with subtitles again. That's another one I, I don't I don't think it's a great film, but I think I would like to see it with subtitles. I watched Chitrahari in Telugu, which was not about her at all. Um, she doesn't have a big <laughs> role in the film, but it's one of these again kind of a um, massy films where the hero is the point. Um, and she's the love interest, and she's really not the point, except I like when she's on screen, I just want to watch her like some sometimes you see some of these heroines and you think, okay, like she'll just be cycled through for the next one because she really doesn't have much to give here. But even in these really small roles, I find her really compelling on screen. I adore her voice. Mm-hmm. I adore her voice, and I like she wasn't she was doing her own dubbing, you know, for. Telugu, definitely.
0: I think she um she is surprisingly good with languages. She speaks Madame really well for somebody who grew up in Chennai she acts the opposite a surprising amount of other star kids and I sometimes wonder if the, it's the basic comfort level because these are people she grew up with that makes her like uh, makes her a strong performer with them but obviously she often outshines the other star kids that she, you know, she's opposite, acted opposite Akila um, opposite Caldas uh, opposite Tulkar and she's going to be opposite of It must be nice to be a girl who grew up in the industry and be like these guys are all my friends or you know I knew them growing up and so um it's 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 probably safer to be a, a female actress who comes from a film family and who has such a powerful father
1: except she's good I'm the same way as you I went oh dear lord Periodarshan's daughter now what next and like that just shows you you really shouldn't come at these things with these preconceived notions because like she really I, I I have so little to say about her because I just there's she's good she's really good I, I love her on screen she's a star for sure what I found really interesting with again she was opposite Kalidas in, in the that Tamil the short part of the of the anthology film and she's playing the younger version of Urvashi and she's channeling Urvashi and her body language absolutely and I was like, "Whoa!" I mean, I, I kind of expected it of Kalidas because, you know, you've mentioned the mimicry aspect. I think she's actually better at challenging Urvashi than he is of challenging his own channeling his own father. But I, I kind of went, whoa, how did you do that? It was good. And again, it didn't feel like mimicry. It felt like she was just inhabiting this character who also happens to be inhabited by Urvashi. Yep. It was lovely. I can't say, and I, I I, don't know if I want to watch the, the rest of the anthology. Maybe I'll get there, but I would definitely watch that segment over and over again because it was so clever.
0: When we talk about Star Kids, there's often this idea that we're, they're directly building on their parent or their uncle or their grandfather's legacy. I think with the girls, with Kiriti Suresh playing Savitri and with Kalyani being surrounded by in her films with Urbashi, with Shobana, with these extremely strong performers who have had long careers, there's more this idea of building on a legacy of the film industry rather than of a family. In my mind now, you know, Kalyani has the potential to be you know,
1: at the level of Shobana, at the level
0: yep. of Rubashi. That is a higher compliment than being
1: at the level of your father. <laughs> I would agree on both on both those things. I think we haven't, I mean, there are a lot of really good female actors in Malayalam for the same way that the industry encourages a lot of good people at every level from directing to to storytelling to cinematography, like what is in the water in Kerala? But I think it's less true for the women. They, they mm-hmm. get fewer opportunities. And to be able to build a career like show, to have, a, you know, legacy like Shobana's or like Urvashi's. Like I have, I have, you know, friends that I talk film with every once in a while on, on Zoom and they know very little about the Malayalam industry. But if I say Shobana, they're like, their eyes light up. I follow very few famous people on social media. I follow Shobana (laughs) because even the little like TikTok type videos she, she does are magic. And and I absolutely agree. I, th- I think um, Kalyani has, has that potential and I am so excited to see that play out in real time because I didn't see that in real time with Urvashi or Shobana. I've come at it, you know, with 30 years distant from the beginnings of their careers and I'm catching up yeah. and I'm understanding how wonderful they are. But to see it in real time really is something special.
0: What I was saying more about the family building on a family legacy versus the industry's legacy. I think it offers more freedom. It offers more. Uh, you know, you you don't have to stick to a mold. You don't have to have allegiances to any fan club. It just allows you to be a full performer with the benefit of industry connections and like having friends you can work with all the time. And maybe that is the most the, without the burden of you know carrying. A big actor father's um, image with you. And maybe that
1: is the best position for somebody who benefits from nepotism to be at. That's how these three episodes have. We've worked through this through eight, three episodes. Boy, that was a really complicated way to get to that sentence. We've managed through three episodes because we're not, we're opposed to nepotism and kids getting chances without making effort, any effort behind it. We're not opposed to people getting those chances if they put in the work and they make the effort and they build on a legacy or they build a legacy of their own. Yeah,
0: I think we recognize that these guys are getting chances that the average person is not going to get. And they are very, very lucky for it. And they should never be like, oh, the expectations, the expectations of being my father's kid. That that kind of worries me is... I don't think my allies would tolerate it. I don't tolerate it. So we never want to hear that. But acknowledging all that, that you got those chances because of where you, who you come from, still saying that you put in the effort, you have the natural um, talents and charisma, and you're willing to try different things. I think, I think we can make exceptions for some epigenes.
1: <laughs> Well, and I wonder, I mean, I think people would make exceptions in Bollywood as well if if those star kids made the similar kind of efforts that are happening here. I think just it doesn't, it tends to... It just looks
0: so different for them. For them, it's... Getting a six pack. I mean, my my own stars also have surgery, so it's not like they don't they don't get plastic surgery. But for them, it's absolutely getting a six pack, getting the right kind of plastic surgery, learning horse riding, learning dancing, learning martial arts, and it's it's very much a checkbox for them. And then you get your debut. Someone sponsors your debut. And uh, because the history of nepotism in Malayalam cinema isn't that long, because, as you said, Prima's your son and doing side roles, we, we haven't hit that point with the checkboxes. I hope we never hit that point uh, where uh, the, the Nepo kids are, are making their debuts just check off a bunch of things. And I don't think the industry is big enough to be doing all that. So the ones we do have, you know, I'm I'm glad there. Some of them are making the effort, and we're so
1: glad for him to have Fossil. Oh um, God, yes. Despite yes. Having clowned on him for his debut. <laughs> but if there's if there is any proof that you can have a traditional star kid debut and have it go really badly, and then yet still come back and have a career, I mean, he's like the poster child for that. I should not be ending on the negative note, should I? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Polendid Empathy podcast. If you like what you're hearing, remember to come back for our next episode and share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to connect with us, you can email us at
0: polendidepathy at gmail.com or reach out to us on our Twitter feed at Polandidapati. See you next time.